0: Welcome back, all you Detroit Tigers baseball fans. On this fateful day that everyone hopes it never comes to, the saddest day of the 2014 calendar year, the Detroit Tigers have officially been knocked out of the 2014 playoffs. As always, with Richie Kozlino, how how you coping, Rich?
1: I'm co- I'm coping. It's it's been rough. Slow progress. Five stages of uh, grief, I think, are setting in right now, Tony.
0: Certainly, where. Where where on that spectrum would you say you're at right about now?
1: I honestly I think I've gone through just to acceptance. It's sad. I went through all in about twelve hours, but here we are. You know, it was just anger. You know, I mean, I tried to deny the fact that we lost. That yeah. our that our bats couldn't possibly be as worse as they really were. But but here, yeah, yeah here I am at coping and accepting. I I've accepted it. Bal- Baltimore beat us. You know, every single aspect of that game, of that series, really. Baltimore did it
0: it was really in my mind it was just a microcosm of what this season was as as a whole boiled down into th- into th- into three games really i mean the fir- the fir- we're going to take do you want to take this game by game you seem a little upset to- yeah i, I am think- <laughs> i am so Forgive me if I'm a little flustered throughout throughout this <laughs> this day. It's 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 a really hard one for me. Uh, you you were doing this last year with
1: I was impact, I was so I was it. riding solo with this last year. I had nobody to talk to. Early podcast, it was myself and my my very smooth silky voice. But I was upset. I was choking up words. It was. See, and now here we are. You're, well, you're, a year you're later, a pr-
0: you're a proven vet. You're you're like the Tory Hunter. Unfortunately, of, of impact and. Uh, here I am, Nick Castellanos, just in way over my head, but the show must go
1: on, right? <laughs> exactly. Game by game. That sounds good. Let's so,
0: so I mean, I've, I think game one was horrible in the end, but it was, the, the scoreline 12 to three is totally misleading. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I, well, absolutely. It's misleading. It comes to no surprise to anybody who watched the game and anybody who knows this this wonderful team that we call our own uh, that... They were going to give up not as, not twelve runs in seven innings. I mean, come on. When you have Scherzer on the mound, you're expecting greatness, and, and he did do what he needed to do to a point. He what I think, and I'm going to multiple games now. What Scherzer failed to do, and what everybody failed to do, was go more than six innings. Go more than you know, more than what they did. And I think since you bring in the bullpen so early, that that was our issue early in the year. It's our issue in the postseason. I mean, when you give up. 3 runs in 7 innings. And then you go to the 8th inning and you give up 8. It's not Scherzer's fault obviously, but it's just the bullpen's inability to get people out at all.
0: I agree, and I mean the Tigers were it was it was a uh, 4 to 4 to 3 game going after Miguel Cabrera hit a – So so the Tigers were down 4 to 2 going into the top of the 8th, and Miguel Cabrera hit a solo home run which should have been a 2-run home run. But they uh they put Ian Kinsler a uh, one of a million Brad Ausmus slash Dave Clark Clark uh decisions that I'm going I'm going to pull into question that I did not all season and I hate people that do that just because it's the playoffs but it I've never witnessed coaching cost a uh, a series much like in my opinion like it happened this year but back back to that. Cabrera hit the home run, 4-3, to three, and then it's okay. If, if you can put up a zero in the bottom of that inning, right. then, I mean, Vic, actually, Victor got out. JD's still up. It's it's a small bar, ballpark. A one-run game in, in Oriole State Absolutely. in Camden Yards seems like a tie game. And so, I mean, then Scherzer came out maybe for one inning too many. I thought he was going good. He only made a couple mistakes on the home run balls to Hardy and Cruz. Other than that, a bloop by... Marcakis was right. all they were able to get off it, Scherzer. It's but. a
1: couple mistakes in a ballpark that those ball. I swear the ball, something in the air in Camden Yards. Those balls just sail on everyone. They were flying uh, and, all over the place. And I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but I don't know if I agree with the decision to take out Scherzer after just seven and a third. I know that he he got doubled on by who was it, Andre Diaz? Uh, he got one man on, he got one guy out. I trust Scherzer to go eight innings. He was only at ninety eight pitches. Me too. I just there's a lot of calling for Osmus to not be fired. I that's so strong after oh. 1 year, but there is a lot of outcry, especially for the series, Osmus needs to rethink his decisions, especially when it comes to the bullpen management. And I think that Scherzer should have stayed in 8. But I, there's 8 different things that they could have done better and those are all 8 of those runs. You know, the Romine error, the Scherzer not going in for longer, just
0: that, and that Romine error, I think, is so overlooked. But that, it's I mean, that deal. really prolongs the inning. It was still four to, was it four to three at that point? It was four to three. They, it was, a, they scored on it. On, yeah, runner on second. Mm-hmm. And he boots a routine ground ball to, to short. If he fields that, there's a runner on third, two outs, and still four to three. Right. Who's to, uh, one more out is. Totally different than two outs with a runner on and all, and how loud it got in that ballpark, and all the different factors that were at play.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's something that I'm going to bring up in game three. But the Baltimore crowd was just so much more into the game, so much more exciting than anything that was happening in game three in Detroit. It was, and I, I think that's just part of postseason baseball. It's the reason the Cardinals go so far. It's the reason that, you know, KC is doing so well is because those fans are just so hungry for a championship. And in big cities like Detroit, and even Los Angeles, they expect championships and we don't get them. Maybe because we're not happy that we're beating teams that we're supposed to beat. Maybe it's just the fact that we're relieved that we're escaping those games. It's just you have nothing to lose if you're Baltimore, but you have everything to lose if you're Detroit or Los Angeles.
0: I agree, and that br- that brings it back to like the 2012 World Series where it's just the this big powerhouse Detroit Tigers were supposed to run over <laughs> San Francisco, and as soon as Detroit had to go into San Francisco and they lost the first two. I mean, the wind was just taken from underneath their sails, which is why Comerica Park could never got going in game 3, which yes, as you say, this that deserves a some a big discussion. I'm
1: Right. I think game I'm, 3 is the biggest discussion we're going to have. Yeah, yeah. P- possibly game 2, but I think it's more recent in our minds.
0: But it's just I mean, the Detroit was down 2 to 0 in the series and then they were down they were they never had a held a lead in game 3 and we'll get there but it was it was really hard for them to to for them being the crowd to yeah, get, get fired off but whether but whether it's hard or not that's your job as the fans being there. okay we'll touch on it
1: <laughs> when we get there i think it was just a game game one we expected a bullpen collapse at least i did in one game i said and, predictions earlier one game i think is going to be lost by this bullpen yep. and i really wished it was just game one and
0: it was it was it, it was almost kind of relieving once it kept pouring on like once yeah. it was fi- once it was 5 to 3 it was annoying 6 to 3 was annoying but then it, it just seemed too fluky to be to to believe Eight runs in an inning, and it was like okay, they, they got that out of their system, and then it was it was like a one to zero. I mean, you can come back in the last in two thousand six, two thousand eleven, 2013 So in the last four postseasons for the Tigers, two of them then lost Game One of the ALDS in 06 and eleven, went on to win both those series. So there, there was no panic after losing Game right.
1: One, right? I think if there was one game that had to be you know a loss, it was going to be Game One in Baltimore. A, you know, excited crowd. A, Soria shouldn't have done what he did. Chamberlain hasn't had a good last couple months. Bullpen management, again, we'll get to that. Game two, I think, is a lot more indicative of what Osmus should have done, especially after game one's disaster. But yeah, you're right. 10-3, 12-3. Once you get up to that point, you're like, okay, game one's done. It, it's over. Just let's move on. And I, don't, I think Detroit did do that
0: to a certain point. Game two, it's Justin Verlander. My my guy, who I who I called on and had total faith, was gonna steer the ship correctly, and and you were and, correct. He did what he to did. a to a certain extent, yes.
1: <laughs> he was shaky at points, but that's Verlander all year. You know, he, he stepped up as much as I think he could have.
0: You know, yeah,
1: considering he, his year.
0: Uh, just an o an overall stat about the series: Justin Verlander was the only starting pitcher to not pick up the loss. Scherzer, whether the bullpen blew both – uh, actually, yeah, no, whether the bullpen blew the games or not, Scherzer was still tagged with that loss because he gave up four runs and they were only able to get three. But right. David Price pitched eight stellar innings with one ball that's four inches off the plate that drops into the shortest part of the entire yard in the dead corner and other – for a two-run home run from the person I hate – Arguably more than anyone else on this earth, Nelson Cruz.
1: <laughs> but game three, we gotta get we gotta okay, get back, yeah. back on track, Tony. I know. So, so Justin Verlander, he you're
0: right. I guess <laughs> emotions maybe, are high. Maybe I guess I, maybe, I I was right, and that, you were he didn't he didn't pick up a loss. He did what he needed to do, and yes, it was only five innings, but he still could have qualified for a win and did. After he left the game with a five to three lead, and then Sanchez came in, pitched the fifth, oh, and so close. Pitched, pitched the it. rest of that fifth inning um the sixth inning and shut the door.
1: Yeah, no, Anibal Sanchez was so good and I really wish again Osmus would have kept in Verlander for one more inning. He was at 100 pitches. Sanchez and Osmus's decision to only pitch Anibal Sanchez 35. That's what he said before the game was I wasn't pitching Sanchez more than 35, uh doesn't matter what, which I completely disagreed with. I don't know if he talked to Sanchez about that beforehand, but Sanchez had 30 pitches after two clean innings with two strikeouts. This is October. This is the postseason. Why are you limiting a pitch count to a pitcher who normally pitches 100 innings a game? I don't care about the injury. I don't care about what he's done or maybe what he says he can't do. If you're in the postseason and you're a starting pitcher who has the ERA, you know, ERA leader in 2013, he is not going out there and saying, you know, coach, I can't I can't pitch more than 35 pitches. Not true. This was awesome's decision and it was the incorrect decision.
0: Is, is there a breaking point on his arm that at 35 means he, he he's fatigued. It was, and it was unbelievable because after... And you would think with with just the day... It was the night before that the bullpen gave up eight runs. And then Justin Verlander had five very good innings, but then started getting a little shaky and and in the sixth. And... Sanchez came in, shut the door, came out in the seventh, got him one, two, three, shut the door and and with it was twelve hours before because it was an afternoon game right. in game two it was just the night before that your bullpen collapsed and and you got someone who normally pitches a lot of innings cruising. I was talking with all my friends. This should Ver, Verlander Sanchez. I don't even want to see Nathan. I don't want to see anyone. Yeah. Why? Why not pitch four? He normally pitches like you, like you just said, six, seven. I recognize he's not in in full health, but I mean, he can pitch three, four innings. And right when, when Jabba came out, as good as he was in the first half, that's how bad he was in the second.
1: Moreover than that, you say that the bullpen just collapsed the night before. It more specifically, Chamberlain and Soria collapsed the night before. And what do you do? Where was Phil Coke in Game Two? Where was Where was Al Albuquerque the entire series? Where were these guys who stepped up big? Phil Coke had a great August and September. Al Albuquerque again shaky, much like Chamberlain. But you know what? You got to see somebody who can Every pitch the slider down and away. Every it's unbelievable. I cannot believe that he twice put in Chamberlain Soria and was surprised twice when in two games, I don't even think in twenty four hours these guys gave up an ERA of a 54 I think was the bullpen's ERA at the end of this series. Chamberlain's ERA for the first two games of the series for the entire series was 108. 108. 108. Tony, and, what is happening?
0: And sorry, it was at 45. I'm both in I, I'm speechless. It's
1: it, it was to, it's to say it's inexcusable managed.
0: is 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 one thing and we're we're missing that's that's just the bullpen and Brad Ausmus and Jeff Jones, what, what, what have you? But <laughs> there's, there's a third base coach that you're. Rod Allen said it in Game 162. He had a really good season because you didn't notice him much. Right. And yes, I mean if he, if you're not getting a few people thrown out at the plate, you're not being aggressive enough throughout the course of a regular season. But with Torrey Hunter on second base and Miguel Cabrera on first base in, in the top, in the top of the eighth inning after the Tigers. Uh Victor Martinez was up and hit a double to center and to go up six to three with Tory's run and as adding insurance for this bullpen and then Miguel Cabrera's rounding third and Dave Clark sent him home and he was out by a good 10 feet
1: oh yeah he could have made a pizza on the time he was walking home I mean yeah. it's Cabrera come on you know who it's who's walking home yeah. it's barely more than a jog
0: so so a you're running your superstar into a, a tag play to plate which you're never supposed to do B, you're doing it to go up seven to three with J.D. Martinez coming up next, and C, there were no outs. Right, your first out is at your, home. You can't make your first out at home play. What's wrong with third base?
1: First of all, the rule grand- is the rule usually is the first never have the first out at third base. I think I think in this situation it's- the Cardinal rules never get the first out on your superstar at home. Yeah, not even a bang bang play. It was nowhere close. But I mean. I don't see it as an excuse, at least at the time. I understand that Baltimore did what we should have done in game one, which was our inability to break a game open. They did 12 to three. The game was over. This had the potential to be a seven to three, eight to three, nine to three run for Detroit. Second and third, no out. You got JD coming up. He has been dynamite as we saw. Of course, you're going to get a couple more runs that changes the that changes who's coming out for Detroit. Possibly that changes how confident Soria and Chamberlain feel about the fact that they have to go back into a game against Baltimore, where they just got rocked 12 hours ago. It changes everything, and I don't like to say what if, but I think primarily that changes everything. That ha- <laughs> of course, the present changes the future, but that ha- that changes what you think about when you say, okay, there's one man on. If I make this pitch horribly, there they have a chance to put the tying run on base. Next guy up it's and direct, directly to the point
0: about if you have runners on second and third with no outs, they can score on what on on ground balls you can score on a sack fly j d Martinez hit a pretty deep fly to right field right center field in the next at bat, and then Nick Castellanos did again the following at bat, right. which could be back to back sacrifice flies, which would make it seven three eight to three, and with an eight to three game i I mean, But why would we feel any more confident? Because you saw what happened in the bottom of the
1: eighth. <laughs> I think just... I mean, Ausmus needed to put them on a shorter leash, the bullpen, even in a 6 to 3 game. And he would have probably in an 8-3 to game too. But he didn't have... When, when I saw Soria pitching around... Who was it? J.J. J. J. Hardy, who could not... He did not have control whatsoever. And this is going from the top of the eighth to the bottom, obviously. But what When Soria relieved Chamberlain for the second time in two nights, Soria, who is a control pitcher, doesn't have the strikeout power which is blowing guys away. He's putting it in the corners and they're making bad swings. He had none of that he I think he walked hardy on five pitches. Mm-hmm. It was atrocious. Nobody was warming up in the bullpen for Detroit when that was happening. Osmus either was not aware of the fact that he wasn't hitting his spots or just didn't care and assumed that that two point whatever ERA in Texas in June was going to help him in September. It didn't. It didn't in game one. It hasn't again in game two. And then you put a meatball to the very first, the very last person you ever want to put a meatball on the first pitch in the postseason. Detroit knows Delman Young. Jeff Jones came out to talk to, him, talk to Soria about Delman Young. You have the scouting report on this guy because he played for your team for three years in the postseason. It's it's absurdly clear what you don't do, in the first pitch this guy doesn't. Uh, It's you've made me angry, Tony. I came in here. I was trying to be. You were the
0: calm one. You were. I was the calm
1: one when we first started this podcast. I said to myself, "I'm not gonna freak out about Detroit and we're bringing up bad memories."
0: (laughs) As soon as as soon as you start rolling, you you think you think about what could be, and it's so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, and. taking a look at at the how that rally started in the eighth the very, the first hitter of the inning in my estimation and a lot of coaches have always told me and have always preached the first hitter is the most important hitter and if you get that guy out then the inning more times than not will be successful he got alejandro diaz who's a pretty who's been a pretty dangerous hitter to ground out and that when that was big and then you hit adam jones how he, you, there's no need to be pitching that inside that aggressively where you, you make a mistake. It's a 6-3 to three game. If he takes you out of the park, so be it. You don't have to be perfect. And then you hit him and create a rally with Nelson
1: Cruz up. Right. It's just... The worst time to make a mistake is right before Nelson Cruz, and I think we've right. seen that multiple times again hey. in the series. It's just very sad. Too many times. And then
0: Cruz... Did, was he? He showed mercy and only hit a single.
1: Yeah, only found somehow the single. He didn't find the edges of the ballpark, and but then, not not today at least. Not in game two, and then of course Delman Young, but it's just ridiculous. Delman Young, who's who doesn't do anything during the regular season, whether he's up to plate up to to the plate or not. He was. I mean, he did that in twenty twelve with Detroit. Did it in twenty eleven with t- Detroit. We should know. It, it's not even worth talking about anymore. But yeah, two long, zero. Longs. Yeah. Did you feel like you? Detroit had a chance to come back. I know you're very optimistic about this team. Did you feel that before game three, Detroit had a chance to come back to 0
0: After game two, I was just so downtrodden about the whole team. I was I was thinking how I believe, but I don't know that just because my optimistic, sometimes naive belief in this team, it's just, I, I want it so much. I like to think that there's the ability. And I mean, you look at it, David Price is on the mound. You know he's going guaranteed 7, no matter what. Right. Probably 8 and very potentially 9. He can throw the whole game. Oh, so, I thought
1: I thought so, he needed to go 9.
0: So, exactly before, before
1: I realized just how bad this offense was going to be, exa- I thought he had to go 9. Exactly. And so you do that, okay, it's 2 to
0: 1. You're back at Comerica and game 4, you Comerica's rocking if you can right. win one game. If you win one game, Comerica's rocking. And then it's Porcello, which is probably, which is no doubt the shakiest starter. Right, and there, this is a lot of ifs and thens and that. But that was what that's what you need when you're down two to zero. And if Detroit can somehow win that game four, that which is no going to be their last home game unless they can make it to the ALCS, they go back to Baltimore with all the momentum, and anything can happen in a game five. Detroit has won countless game fives in a row, two of them in Oakland. They know how to get it done when it's crunch time. So yeah. I had total faith. Oh. And then David Price came came out and he was just he was pumping and pumping and pumping. Yeah, and yeah. it was just it was it was evident that there was the, the Orioles weren't going to do anything on him and they didn't. One two run home run is not is not damaging a pitcher.
1: Oh no, I think. I mean, that's just a David Price start. You know, you make one little mistake to a guy who's done it all year, but besides that, he was besides one pitch, you're right? He was practically flawless i mean he got ground balls of the yin yang i mean come on eight innings six strikeouts he was fantastic he was what detroit needed and this was they're gonna be their start you know they needed somebody to go eight they need especially after those first two games it was ridiculous especially they needed to go eight they needed joe nathan to get a save and you know this is how the lineup went it was price eight innings nathan won I think the last thing we ever expected was for every single bat to go absolutely dry when we needed it the most. And this is what we said before the podcast is they Baltimore beat us in every single aspect of the baseball game. It was bullpen game one. It was base running combined with bullpen game two. And then it was offense and really got out dueled on the mound in game three. And it was, I mean, every single part of it, Baltimore was better than Detroit. They earned, they earned the sweep. As sad as it is to say,
0: they did, and there's when you lose three games in a row, there's you can't you can't take anything away from that. With the collapse in game two, game one they they had they led from start to finish, and then game three you can only score one run. You can't expect to win a game with one run,
1: right? Oh, I but, was I was just no. Go ahead, you're right.
0: But what I'm going to touch on is what a lot of as, as people in my in who are in my crowd refer to use the term "salty," a lot of salty and just upset, <laughs> bitter fans who can't accept losses. Well, what will they start to do? They'll start to blame the officiating in in like other sports and the referee. True. And I never thought in baseball with new replay, I was going to have to imp- implement that sort of idea. But I mean. It happened with Romine right. and the ground ball and that, and, the, and the, the drag bump with two outs and that he beat out, and that the tie goes to the runner. And you know this old baseball adage, tie goes to the runner. And yeah. the replay showed it, and you heard the announcers discussing how it clearly shows that this is a tie. However, because he was ruled out on the field – a tie doesn't really feel like it's overturning the call,
1: right. I mean, I think it was just the fact that they called it out first. That was the issue with them, but I mean that it they took a long time to look at that replay first of all. That was a good couple minute replay. And every time they showed it on the big board, it was a little bit closer. and I don't know the exact rules for replay, but the fact that his glove wasn't closed when that ball went into the mid because it looked bang, bang. it looked as that ball hit the leather he was closed, or he was on the base. And I don't know if you have to close the mitt to maintain possession of that ball, but if he, if you have to, he was safe, I think. I mean, that's just my personal opinion about it, but it was very, very close.
0: And that's that's as close as it gets.
1: And if you want to talk officiating, too, the fact that, and I was, I haven't thought, like I said this yet, but I had the distinct pleasure at the time of going to game three, so I got to see the on-the-field stuff, but that also means that you miss a lot of replays, and the Don Kelly where he runs back to second base after kind of getting caught in a pseudo pickle. I don't know what Scoop was doing, whether he thought it was okay to sit on a Detroit Tiger, but the fact that he drops the ball, we have extra officiating in left field and right field because it's the postseason. And they I don't know if they said that they either didn't see him drop the ball or that it was okay that there was an obstruction but he picked it up in time and Don Kelly couldn't even get back to the base. I was
0: going to drop that O word. There there's there's a little rule in baseball called obstruction right. which is the runner or base runner, excuse me, they're right to the base path and their direct route to the ball. If if you have a first baseman who's standing on first base waiting for a pickoff throw and the and the, and they pick off and the batter sli- or the runner slides back in and going for the base, he puts his hand on that foot instead. You're out. That's okay. You missed the base, and his foot is in position in order in in a good baseball position. Jonathan Schoop tackled for for lack of a better term, <laughs> yeah. Don Kelly, oh, and yeah. and after he dropped the ball and and pinned him down, and you can see in in the XMO Phantom Cam whatever type of replay they have. Don Kelly's arm flopping like a fish, just flailing for second base, just trying so hard, but with a grown man sitting on him.
1: Right. What are you, you going to do if you're Don Kelly? Like well, You can't stand up. He's on top of you. You can't find the base. He's blocking it. The ball goes out of his glove. He's safe, but they're not going to call it. I'd,
0: and because the, the bl- call was already blown on Romine, they can't go back and re- review it. So if you make the proper call on Romine first, it's 1-0. to zero. Then you still have... A replay. I don't know if obstruction is reviewable. Maybe it's not.
1: I don't. I don't think it. I think it has to be a call in the field. But, but at the same time, you can say that he got back to. I don't know if he ever was able to touch the base. But if he was, that ball was dropped. He blocked the plate. He blocked not even plate. He blocked second base. Dropped the ball. Had time to pick it up and tag him again without Don Kelly moving. Yeah. Obstruction easily. But I mean, that's you know. But we're, we're cherry picking because again, you know, you're you're. You're gasp- looking
0: you're looking for the for the little things. Right, you're
1: gasping for air in a game that you essentially had none. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I besides the offense, the the sad lack of offense in the first eight innings, uh price was amazing and I was just so upset by the fact that our fans, I know that it was it was cold in Detroit. It was not a fun day to be there. Boo hoo. I exactly. You paid 60, 70, maybe 200 bucks for a ticket depending on where you're sitting. You need to get those rally towels waving every single time. Baltimore was on their feet when Tillman struck out the side in the first inning. I don't think Detroit fans got on their feet until the ninth.
0: It's it's your season. This is this is not this is not like, like a, a flag football little league team that your son plays in and they have six games and then it's the playoffs and then little Johnny lost and it's all oh, okay. Yeah, let's but he, go, he, little Johnny hop-
1: gets a participation yeah, medal at least. It, uh, what does the Detroit it, get? Yeah
0: he does they get a 162 games worth of work that is not thrown away by any means, but going out 3-0, it's hard to feel like it wasn't just kind of right taken for granted.
1: And I'll bring it back to the, to the Kansas City team, who just seems so excited every single out they get. They're, it's, they're out closer to coming back and out closer to you know beating those athletics to get into the playoffs. They were just happy they made it in. And here's Detroit, a team that's experienced, but that's not necessarily a good thing, you know. The fact that you've been to the playoffs before doesn't give you a better chance to win it again. They they were stagnant at a chance where they needed to be excited. They just they were relieved at the fact that they were surviving with a team that cared a whole lot more than they did. It was they they were they, and we've seen we've seen
0: that happen to Detroit in in playoffs past, where not just the bullpen goes cold but the bats right it, yep. it has happened
1: before. oh 2012 easily i mean oh. against the giants oh man it, you know after starting like, pitching like
0: five runs in the, in the four game series or something yeah, it was, pretty much like that
1: if it was close to that you but know.
0: if okay so if we're talking um th- the offense as overall as a whole in this series who were the top three of the top four hitters Take a wild guess in this series. Tigers. Well, I'm
1: gonna guess Cabrera, Victor Martinez, JD Mart. Well, I don't even know if I need to go in order, but Cabrera, Martinez, Martinez, and Avila
0: maybe. No. the four. He was close. Avila was fifth. Very well done. Uh, two,
1: three, four, five.
0: Martin Mart, Mar- Cabrera was. I'm not. I'm not counting Don Kelly because in- he only had two at bats. Yeah, so and uh, he was one for two. So that's beautiful. and he
1: got on base on the strikeout.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's go kinda- ahead. You're- you're so um, Miguel Cabrera was first. 4 of 11. Victor Martinez was second. 4 of 12. Rajay, who only had six at-bats because he only he did play in all three games, but he only played one full game and then pieces of the other two. He couldn't do much. He, he couldn't did. do much. So, But even he hit 333 going two for six. But J.D. Martinez was next. Obviously. So, of course, the middle three, still doing what the middle three do. J.D. Martinez – I love you, J.D. <laughs> Martinez, if – and I mean this wholeheartedly. I love me and Victor Martinez too. I love this. I love this team. Right. But if you can only re-sign one of those two,
1: you think I'm JD, taking JD?
0: Really? Victor was uh-huh. the best hit, and and I don't think. Okay, and and Max, and Max.
1: I, Out of Max Scherzer, Victor Martinez, and JD Martinez, you are picking JD Martinez to get a nice fat little contract f- extension
0: for the. This team's window seems like it's closing. Yes,
1: absolutely. He no
0: is a pretty big window. Victor, it, Victor matches the window shrieking. Ma- I think they're going to get them both. Don't get me wrong. I think Victor and JD are going to stay. Right. And I, I think even though Scherzer says he wants to stay, I'm not sure if he can. I hope he can. I hope all three of these guys can play because those were three of, I think, the best five six Tigers. On the team.
1: I think Scherzer's pitched his last game in Detroit. I do too. I hope I'm wrong. I've said that before. But, but, yeah.
0: but J.D. Martinez did so much more than you could ever imagine. His numbers, oh, if, he hit I, no four, doubt. if he hit four, his numbers would have matched victors. And if he had hit a, or played a full season, they would have surpassed either victors or cabreras. He would have had the most complete season of any Detroit Tiger this year. And just because he doesn't have the name, it's it can be overlooked. I knew, and I mean knew, that JD Martinez was going to get a big time hit yesterday. I said, going into the ninth inning, I'm sitting with all my roommates. We're all just slump, like just heartbroken, about as downtrodden as we can be. I and but I've I've seen this before, and it's not over till it's over. And usually, the way Detroit blows these leads is even when it's two to zero, Joe Nathan gives up two more runs, and then you're done. Right, and it's even worse. But I was like, if Joe can get like can get some quick outs, Victor and JD are coming up. Boom, boom! Like this can totally be tied up. We're rocking, and it only takes one after that.
1: Oh, even in the bottom of the eighth, it was one, two, three. You know, you had the lead out of the Cab- lineup and Cabrera. Cabrera, and I don't even want to get started with the fact that Kinsler apparently forgot to pick up a bat when he you know moved from Baltimore to Detroit. What's going on here? He, he
0: hit. He was only one for twelve in the series. One for twelve. He, he was. He was the worst.
1: He got one hit in three games in the postseason for the f- number one hitter. It was, it was a, it Austin
0: was a, Jackson all over again. It was a single. So he had one total base. So and, and he actually had a walk. So two total bases. But actually, the walks don't count in your base count. So yeah. he only had one total base and three strikeouts.
1: Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. You know, really <laughs> glad that we picked up uh, Ian Kinsler over Austin Jackson because Austin Jackson uh, probably wouldn't have done any worse than that.
0: He wouldn't have, but. Kinsler, if I'm, for what he did in the field, I, he was a big reason that we got there. But, man, what, that's a terrible, terrible time to go cold. Right.
1: And I think – I haven't brought this up yet, I don't think. is I think the turning point of Game 3 was honestly the Avila getting hit in the, hit in the mask and needed to come out of that game. I think that changed the dynamic of it. Avila was the only player with an extra base hit that game. He was the only person who got a hit in the two-hour span between inning number three and inning number nine that Detroit got a hit. And as soon as he got taken out of that game, I know Avila doesn't get praised for his prowess at bat, but the fact that he is such a solid catcher and can mesh so well with the pitchers, you know, two batters after he comes out of the game and Brian Halliday comes in, what happens? Single bomb by Victor Cruz. It's not maybe about the placement or the pitch type or style what Avila chose. Maybe Ausmus calls that at that point. But, you know, as soon as Avila comes out of that game, you go from 0-0 to 2-0 and you are looking very bad if you're Detroit.
0: It's a good point. I mean, in baseball, no matter what it is, whether it was Avila getting knocked out and see, having to see a different glove with Holiday, whether it was, I mean, Holiday needed a few minutes to warm up, so David Price just standing out there with five minutes to cool. I mean, in baseball, one little fluke thing can, I, I think that's a really good point that you brought up, can change everything. I'm going to go all the way back to May. It's 27-12, and 12, and the Tigers are flying back uh, to to Cleveland in their Zubas, and and this is this is very very distant, but what happens? Plane malfunction. There's there's some mechanical issues. Drew Smiley, the former Tiger, is sit has his start in Cleveland. He's sitting waiting for the team because they you fly the pitcher ahead in case of something like this happening. Uh, since he's not going to be pitching the day before, obviously, and he's waiting for the for his team, and the Tigers don't get, end up getting in until from uh, from another city. Until just a few a few hours before the game, and they were they were gelling. They had just swept these Baltimore Orioles, the World Champion Red Sox, tw- fifteen games over five hundred thirty nine in, and they're flying. One one thing, one little fluke later. I mean, who knows whether that's it? And they didn't have enough time to get. No, I think it's a very just good that point. type of idea, right? And they go what nine and twenty in their next twenty nine. Yeah,
1: it was, and just those little things that throw you off to the point where you make one mistake to a person who's hurt you in the past, and you know he he found the shortest part of the ballpark. Of course, he did because he's so used to Camden Yards. And it those.
0: wasn't even a terrible pitch. It was no, that was out of the strike zone. It was three three
1: inches off the plate is just belt high. N- and- Nelson Cruz. If it comes out, once again, that he's juicing Tony, I'm going to tear the studio apart. I'm If I haven't done it first. If you haven't done it first, because that is... All right, we'll meet up let's, here. Yeah, okay. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Overall impressions, uh, negative. I, I'm so so unbelievably disappointed in the team where he said this is their year, and they did nothing but, you know, nothing... Come up short. Yeah, nothing but come up short. I'm sad.
0: I've, and and I, for defending them for so long is why it hurts so much, because... All the people, not everyone, follows this team with with the with the same type of day in day out because it's it's a very long season and you can't right. you can't expect everyone to tune into all 162. But for those of us whose whose job it is to do that, I mean, it's it just kind of felt like if you could get there, if the team could just make it, all the people and all the critics will be silent and and you'll see what they can do when that when their time has come and.
1: For the most uh, how- part, in the regular season, that was true. Like, in the clutch games where they needed to win, they they, they did took it. out Cleveland, they got them out of the playoff race. They showed up when they needed to beat Kansas City. They got them out of the way enough to, to limp into the playoffs, limp into the division, you know, division champions. And J-
0: just by owning that head-to-head matchup. Yeah, like, honestly, those end.
1: two matchups, you know, you take, what, four out of six, I think they did, from Kansas City, you, you stomp them down to the point where they're not going to bother you again. Yeah. You- <laughs> You know you lose game one sixty one, but Kansas City does too. You're not winning games that you need to. Game one sixty two comes around. You feel good about the fact that your team can win in clutch situations to a point. And then the happy-go-lucky Baltimore Orioles, who once again, congratulations to them because they earned absolutely every victory that sure they did. took. There was no fluke in this. They they won these this series. And it, Kansas City ended up beating Detroit overall. You know. Detroit's golfing. Kansas City's still swinging. So all the best to them. And I, I'm rooting for Kansas City now because one of these two teams with, you know, payroll under $100 million is going to the World Series.
0: For the first time since either 1983 or 1985. Yeah. And the team that won that title in between was, of course, our very own Detroit Tigers. But, no, absolutely. And, I mean, I as as a sports fan, I believe most <clears throat> excuse me most people feel this way. If it, when once your team is knocked out of whatever sport it may be in whatever situation it is, you you don't root for your enemies ever. But it's nice for the team that beat you to be the best team to win it all. In two thousand thirteen, they got knocked out by the Red Sox. They won it all. In 2012, they lost in the World Series to, naturally, the champions, the Giants. Right. And that feels good. And even in 2011, when they got stomped out by the Rangers, they cho- the Rangers should have won that World Series. They were Series a pitch away from winning that World two, Series. In two separate games. And they blew it both times. So you're losing to good teams. And, I mean, Michigan State basketball losing to Connecticut, losing to the, who who wins it all. It, right. it, do- it doesn't matter the sport. If you're going to lose, you want to lose to the best. And so – as much as I've been rooting for the Kansas City Royals, and that makes our division look better, this this isn't uh like a this is not a football. This is not baseball, just in my in my eyes. I'm I'm not I'm not rooting for this team in the same way that I was or like I thought I would be. I I hate the Orioles, but I mean, if Kansas City comes out and then beats the Orioles, I know the Tigers were capable of beating the Royals. They did it all year long. All season long. Right. Many times. And Every time they needed to, ha- it happened.
1: And also, you're, you're very proud to say that the AL Central took home a World Series. Yeah. <laughs> it's been about 30 years. 30 I years mean. since Detroit did it. So, you know, even if it's not them, it's, I, it's okay. I'm very proud to say that Kansas City can get to the World Series and... Maybe we'll take it on. Yeah. You never know.
0: So I'm trying to look at it optimistically. <laughs> I if, like that. If the Royals win, they're holding it down for the division, and the Tigers were even able to beat a, an eventual team that made it to the World Series, although we beat them when it didn't matter as much. <laughs> right? we st- you still have to win those games in order to get to the postseason, so it's worth something. But And if Baltimore wins, which, as I'm saying, I would prefer, which I can't believe I do, but that's just – as I think about it that's just how I feel right um then it's like you're you lost to the best team who was playing the best ball right and it's all about who plays the good good baseball in October and but both these teams swept the the favorites of the series well, were the Tigers really favorites I know the angels were favorites because the Best team The best record in baseball Would you say the Tigers Were even favorites going in
1: Well in, in Into the season The preseason Detroit was favored To win it all you Great know, point They were Into the postseason No I don't think so I think Los Angeles Had the best chance They had the best record I think Vegas odds
0: I just meant wise. I mean in the ALDS
1: Oh the ALDS oh, Absolutely Are you kidding me Yeah right. So <laughs> Yeah they so, were They were favored over Baltimore To win I think at four actually
0: So both Both teams that were favorites Got swept Yep yeah. In yeah. the AL Yep
1: You are correct Nothing like October, Tony, but uh sometimes not in your favor. The chaos is just a little bit too much. Oops. That was which which brings us back to
0: the the idea of I don't think anyone thinks the Tigers would be able to come back right now if it were a seven games set. Oh, no. However no, that's, this is it, it I think why not shorten the shorten the regular season by a week or so. A a, a couple games. I mean maybe make it one fifty eight. 160 even and then let those extra two and make it a best of seven all the way because i i just feel losing three games is it's so short and i don't have it on record in in this fashion from years previously but i've said that even when the tigers have been able to win the alds it's man going out that quickly it just it just doesn't seem right for a season that's so long and being on the shorter end of the stick i I feel that way, even strong, more strongly.
1: Right. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about the five-seven-seven format, but at the same time, when you look at the NBA and the NHL, when you see seven-game series all the way through three different times, you're gonna have to play max like twenty-eight games. It's it's rough on the players, especially after you played one hundred sixty-two games. So, if you're trying to do expedite, you know, speed through a series over tradition, because the one hundred sixty-two game series or season has been a staple of baseball yeah. for how many years now? You know, all Man, those, all, time. all those records, like going back to Hank Aaron days, those records were set in a 162 game format. Everything changes once you change the style and the length of, you know, your season. And that's something that, you know, baseball probably isn't going to change anytime soon, at least not regular You're season. You're right. But you know, it's something to think about especially since we have a lot of time to think about things right now don't you (laughs) you just
0: beat me to it absolutely absolutely (laughs) i mean all we got to do is think and then we don't even get to golf because the weather is turning yeah cold that's right i think i felt when i woke up this morning and it was overcast like 50 degrees it just it was it felt fitting every the last five weeks or so we've been meeting it's been no matter what how the weather's been on days around it, it's been seventy two and sunny every time we've met. And then the and then, day after the Tigers are knocked out, it's it's gray and bleak.
1: Didn't even think about that. Hmm. Maybe it's a message. I'm or I'm looking
0: too much into it.
1: Nah, never. Us analyze stuff? Over <laughs> Never, Tony. Couldn't be.
0: <laughs> but I just saw I just saw the name Um Hernan Perez. What do you th- what do you think about that call? The the fine what was the final nail in the coffin? And I, I've never liked Andrew Romine all season, but you gotta like a guy who's been playing whether he's hitting a buck fifty in the playoffs or yeah, one eighty two, excuse me, in the playoffs. You you gotta I mean, why not let him still swing the stick? For for n- no other reason, he's fast. And can beat out a can beat out a double play ball right. if and he puts it in play.
1: He can bunt for a single ish, as we saw earlier in that game. How many he can handle the bat? How many at bats? This is the second time in two games or three games that they put Hernan Perez in a situation where he needed to come through in the clutch. How many at bats did he have this year? Like eight? No, he had five at bats in the regular season. Yeah. What are you doing, Hernan Perez in a in a bottom of the ninth, game three situation, do or die. He is not prepared for this. He's 23 years old. At least Andrew Romine is used to the situations where there's pressure. I know he doesn't always come through, but trust in your players who have been playing with you for three or four months. Hernan Perez is not that guy. Again, another- no chance.
0: And if somehow he does come oh, through, yeah.
1: you are lucky. You're not right. <laughs> You're lucky. Osmus has had some questionable decisions, and I am open to the idea of Mr. Ron Gardenhire. As soon as that, whoa! Did you I not think about I, that? Tony? I
0: can't believe that this. The, this is the only reason I, didn't I make that leap.
1: Only reason I think about maybe Osmus isn't the guy for Detroit because Ron Gardenhire. I know you don't like it, especially AL Central. He's been that ugly Santa Claus face for us for 10 years. <laughs> I understand it. But at the same time, he's a top 10 manager. He brought the Twins with us. He beat us in 2009. He's the guy who can do it for the Twins, a team that really isn't all that strong. And he hasn't done it in the last few years, sure. But the fact that they ditch Ron Gardenhire, he's not the problem in Minnesota. Y- that
0: was a beautiful sonnet that probably didn't meet the parameters of a sonnet but there, that was more than a poem that was close excellent. enough i'm the reason i the reason you watch me cover my face is because i wish you hadn't brought that up because it's such an excellent valid point that dombo and co need to they need they need to think about that this off season i mean yep wow <laughs>
1: I know Bally,
0: jumping ship after one season is never the is is too short right under pretty much any circumstance. However, exactly the oh, Ron Gardenhire, if if he still wants to manage, which I which think I, he does. I imagine so. He's I mean he's a baseball guy. I he's gonna be in. I
1: don't it. see why you want to. You don't like moving from the Twins, who just booted you, to Detroit, baseball city. I mean, this is a team that has a couple hundred million dollar payroll. They'll win you games if you allow them to.
0: Yeah, that's some a,
1: food to think about. I can't. Say, I can't say I would be mad with the, with the move. Not gonna lie, Detroit will lose some sex appeal. Osmus's beautiful, chiseled face is not gonna be on posters anymore. I, I know.
0: know all the hooping and hollering fans. What? And then, but we still have Kate Upton.
1: That's true. We, yeah, we do have that. I guess Ron Garnoher and Upton kind of cancel each other out. So, yeah. yeah. We're going to lose some of the ladies at the field, but maybe we'll get some good-looking guys coming in here instead, Tony. So, you know. which Even even
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> we Hey, more power to the guys. That's
1: right, right? Hold your own. You got to <laughs> hold it down out there. Well, this, is, this ends, I guess, our season podcast. This is the post-post-season podcast for us, Tony. It does. It's very... However,
0: as the, se- the season sadly does end here, but the Detroit Tigers never end. There's plenty of as we've just begin to un unvelop th- so many potential off season moves. But I mean, Scherzer, the the Martinez boys, I mean even Garden Hire, what is the bullpen? Do we know what we need to look up the definition of bullpen, watch videos of successful bullpens. And then watch videos of people watching the videos of successful bullpens. <laughs> and just sit and stew in our misery, as we should. Which we will, I believe. And then I'll go try to meet David Price on the golf course, because I hear he's got a pretty nice drive.
1: Really? Interesting. Maybe I'll join you. Yeah, You're
0: welcome. You're invited. <laughs> thank you, Tony. You're invited. I appreciate well, that. Again, thank you to everyone who tuned in with us for the entire season hope you had as much fun as we did it was a great ride absolutely for for Richie Cosolino I'm Tony Garcia go tiggs